Welcome to the Codependent Me Podcast. I'm Tamara Shaw, a recovering codependent, a codependent life coach, and the co-author of God Turned Mommy's Wine Into Water. This podcast was created to increase the awareness of codependency and to give a more holistic look at the journey and healing of codependence. Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I'm your host, Tamala Shaw. And today we have Claire Netley. She is a coach, a teacher, and a speaker. And she has she is the founder of these wonderful programs. One is called The Self-Centered Woman, and the other is Better Boundaries. Welcome, Claire. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. I'm so good, Tamala. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm really excited to be here and have what I'm sure is going to be a great conversation and an important conversation. Very much so. I am so very excited to uh, have this conversation with you because, of course, this is the Codependent Me podcast. So you literally specialize in codependency and boundaries. This is mm-hmm. so very exciting. And I am I can't wait you know, to get the information out to the people and get these programs out to the people and get them uh, knowing what you do and how to get to you. So tell me a little bit about what you do. So I, as you mentioned, I'm a coach, speaker and teacher. And my journey in recovery from codependency kind of took a, a few forms. And it, it really started with yoga and meditation as a way to come back into myself and into my body because as you know when we're codependent we're focused on everybody else and we're not focused on ourselves so that's the teaching part I became a yoga and meditation teacher and then I became a coach because I really fell in love with coaching I was trying to decide do I want to be a coach do I want to be a therapist and when I looked at the two methodologies I really fell in love with coaching and I find coaching incredibly powerful because it really, you know, we have to heal our past, but it's also about kind of focusing on and building on our future. So I fell in love with coaching. And what I do is I combine those things to help people really, it's, it's a mind, body, spirit approach that I take in working with people. You know, I help people get back into their bodies, feel their feelings we look at mindset, we look at behavior, we look at patterns, we look at all of those things. And I weave those things through together in the work that I do and in my programs, because, you know, we need to take a mind, body, spirit approach. We're we're multi-layered beings. So we need a multi-layered approach. Absolutely. I love that. Um, A lot of people don't realize that you mentioned mindset and patterns, like patterns, Mm -hmm. If you really, really pay attention, you can figure out where that hurt came from and and how you continued on with these things, not even realizing it. Mm -hmm. And of course, mindset, that is everything. (laughs) If I could teach, if I could just teach mindset alone, (laughs) it would be fantastic. So Mm -hmm. how did you get into the whole codependency side of it? Well, I... Funnily enough, I had a friend that was in a 12-step program and she was doing she was doing great things. I was watching her just transform before my eyes. And we were away one weekend and I said to her, 
what is going on with you? You're so different. You're just growing. You're kind of blossoming. And she she shared that she was in a 12-step program. And I didn't identify as an addict at the time. Probably what I would have, if I labeled myself as anything, it probably would have been a workaholic. And um, although I now kind of realized there was signs of little things over the years, you know, the little coping mechanisms that we have, we all have those. That's part of, I think, the human experience. We all have our coping mechanisms. And so I was watching her and I was like, I want to get me one of these programs. You know, I want to get into this. So I started researching. I wanted a 12-step program that was um, really generic because I didn't identify with a particular issue. And then I found Codependence Anonymous. I found Coda. And I was like, that's me. That's me right there. And so that whole journey of recovery kind of started from there because, like I said, I've been doing the yoga, I've been doing the meditation, but I felt like something was missing. I felt like that was getting me into my body, but it wasn't. And I was noticing some patterns and becoming more aware, but it wasn't really helping me in terms of the self-inquiry because what we've done in the West is we've made yoga very much body-focused. And it's really not. It's an awareness tool. But I, I wasn't getting that from my yoga. I wasn't getting the self-inquiry. I wasn't getting someone holding space for me. And therapy wasn't quite cutting it either. And what I've realized now, it's, you know, it's a lot of these things. We need a lot of these things to help us heal and recover. And so, I, um, yeah, I, I joined that program and my whole world opened up because I just went, oh, I'm not crazy. I'm, I'm codependent, you know. And this is all, this is all totally understandable. You know, the way that I am, these are all coping mechanisms that I've developed in my life. And as my sponsor said to me, she said, you're a genius. You know, you've got all these amazing coping strategies for your life, which served you really well when you were younger, but they don't serve you in adulthood. And so we need to kind of transform those patterns. And so that's how my journey into codependency kind of came about. And it was through that journey that I went, other people need to know this. Other people must be suffering. There's nothing unique or special about me. Other people, my humanness, there's plenty that's unique and special about me. But in terms of being human, we're all human. We're all the same. We're all different, but we're all the same. And I thought other people must be suffering. I need to share what I'm learning because I knew that a lot of people won't go to 12-step programs. You know, they, they will want different ways to approach this material. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I ended up where I am now. Oh, that is wonderful. Yeah, when I first started with CODA, like no, no one really knew about it. Mm. No one knew that there was a Codependence Anonymous. So that is fantastic. I think you might be mm. the first person that's brought it up, you know, to say I went, you know, I've gone, I've taken those 12 steps. And so that's fantastic. Mm. I love that, which is, which is, of course, how you why you get into the boundaries so deep and kind of get into that with people. And that mm-hmm. is wonderful. So I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, you are the founder of the first program I'd like to talk about is the self-centered woman. So what mm-hmm. is the self-centered woman? The self-centered woman is really a program again, that addresses mind, body, spirit and helps people bring them back. To themselves so that they can stay grounded and centered in who they are no matter what life throws at them because before my recovery 
before I did the work that I've now done and continue to do. This is a lifetime journey, but and there's you know we're constantly shifting and evolving and growing and expanding our consciousness. Before that, I did not feel centered in myself. I was pulled by outside forces. I was worried about other people. I was focused on other people. And the self-centered woman is about bringing that focus back in-house. It's about being centered in ourselves. And what is so interesting is the name is really divisive. And I love that it's divisive. It's designed to kind of make people a little bit uncomfortable. Because I think as women, we've been taught you know, don't be selfish. Um, yes. And that to be focused on ourselves is selfish. So I wanted to really flip that on its head and say, well, yeah, actually, you need to be centered in who you are. It's not about being self-centered. It's about being centered in who you are. Self so self exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we need that so that we mm -hmm. can respond to life appropriately and not lose ourselves in our relationships, in our work. We can stay in our bodies in who we are. So the, the self-centered woman has an internal locus of control. She's, she's focused on who she is, what she wants for her life. And when she does that, she can be more available to others. And it comes from love rather than needing things, rather than needing approval, needing a validation, because the self-centered woman gets that internally. And so she's able to show up more authentically. She has strong boundaries. She's more present. She's self-directed rather than other-directed. She has a strong sense of who she is. She's not afraid to engage in conflict. She's not afraid to sit with uncomfortable feelings. She's able to identify and process her feelings. She's able to ask for what she wants and needs. She's, she advocates for herself and she practices self-responsibility. So that's the self-centered woman and she's still there she's still there for other people but she can do it in a way that she doesn't lose herself in the process absolutely that sounds like a very healthy woman healthy mm -hmm. on the inside you know healthy that mindset is healthy mm. that is absolutely beautiful and i love all the things that you brought up because you know, when you are codependent, you move away from, uh, you know, arguments or having to disagree with people or, you know, you give those yeses when they should be no's because you're not being authentic mm -hmm. to yourself. So you teaching all of these wonderful tools is mm -hmm. absolutely phenomenal. So I, I want to get into a, in a little bit, a little bit later, how if someone wants to be in that program, how to get in it. So, but okay. for right now, I would love to talk about how you teach boundaries. Of course, mm. you know, we are people pleasers and we go far sometimes mm -hmm. in uh, wanting to, how can I say, you know, we want to make everyone happy. We want to make, you know, we, we look at it as if, oh, if I can make them happy, then I'll be happy. But sometimes it doesn't work out that way. So how can mm. people work their boundaries? So the way that I teach boundaries is I talk about really starting with boundaries with ourselves. That has to be the foundation because if we don't have good boundaries with ourselves, we're going to struggle with boundaries with others. So we have internal and external boundaries, right? We have the, the boundaries with ourselves and boundaries with others. Mm -hmm. So it's about understanding 
who am I? What do I want for my life? What matters to me? What are my values? How does life want to express itself through me? And then using boundaries to support that. So that's kind of how I teach because we need to start with who we are and what we want because boundaries are about saying yes to ourselves. I was listening to your um, podcast interview with Lee that you had on recently and I loved it when he said, you know, boundaries are about saying yes to ourselves. And I was like, yes, that's what I say too, because that's what they are. And it's okay to say yes to ourselves. You know, as codependents, we're taught that it's not okay. And it's about understanding that it is okay to say yes. It's not about saying no to others. It's about saying yes to ourselves. So I, I talk about that and I help people understand what they are and aren't responsible for. So when we're codependent, we feel overly responsible for other people. We feel responsible for other people's feelings, other people's wants, other people's needs. And in recovery, we have to learn that we're responsible for that in ourselves. We're not responsible for those things in other people. It doesn't mean we don't care, but it just means we're not responsible for them. So that kind of helps people bring that locus of control back internally. And the other way that I help people practice boundaries is to listen to themselves. We all have an inner GPS. We all have this internal guidance system. And it's about helping people get back in touch with that and honor that and listen to it because their body and their thoughts will tell them what their reality is. You know, if the body says no and then we say yes, then we're, we're abandoning ourselves. And this is the paradox of codependency. You know, we're so afraid of abandonment that we abandon ourselves. It's just, it's this weird paradox. So it's about kind of helping people understand self-abandonment and listening to themselves and honoring those feelings and getting them back in touch and then learning to articulate them this is so good um you know I, I love to hear other people talk about it even though it's something that I live I still get mm -hmm. chills when I hear people talk about saying yes to themselves and talking mm -hmm. about you know, giving your best yes and being able to say no and be confident and be okay if someone else is not okay with that no. Like I just yeah. get, I just get chills because people don't understand that when you have when you have this situation in your head, you you're really working against yourself. You know? Mm. So when you have that strength to be able to do what's best for you to do what's mm -hmm. healthy for you. It is so good. And I try to mm -hmm. tell people all the time in the beginning, it's difficult because it's mm -hmm. something, it's the pattern that you're not used to, right? Mm -hmm. But eventually it becomes the pattern that you, you're used to. And it feels really, really good to stand up for yourself. So it I, does. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah. And, and I, I hear that and I know, um, this is the beauty of these conversations, right? Because we identify ourselves in other people's stories and, you know, vice versa. People hear themselves in our stories. And that's one of the beauties of 12-step programs where you all sit in a room together and you take off the mask and you speak authentically about what's going on for you and you go, oh, I do that. You know, and other people articulate maybe what we can't yet articulate. 
And it's so helpful, which is why this this stuff is so important, talking about this so other people can go, I'm not crazy, I'm not alone. This is just a maladaptive um, response to things that happened in my life and it's, you know, it's time to kind of put it to bed and find yes. who I want to be in the world and give myself permission to be that person because you're right, it feels great and then we feel aligned and we're not spending all our time and energy focused on other people what other people might think what other people might feel and instead we focus on well what do i think what do i feel what matters to me you know mm -hmm. i love yeah. that you said the mask like mm -hmm. i don't think that people understand that when you're not being authentic you're not being yourself you mm -hmm. truly have your it's it's your representative it's not mm -hmm. the real you that you're putting in front of people i love that that's beautiful mm -hmm. so how do you suggest people start their boundaries start, start to use their boundaries i know you start with yourself so mm -hmm. what's the next step so the way that i tell people to start on their boundaries journal a, a journey is to keep a journal and to notice when they say yes but they mean no and to unpack what happened in that moment, what the fear was. So that's the first place. The, the other place I suggest people start is getting used to saying, I want, I need, I would like. Even if they're saying it around the home, even if it's around going to, so here, I, I live in Australia now, I'm originally from England, but you know, you can go to the supermarket, there's a deli counter, there's a seafood counter, uh, and you can say, you know, I'd like that piece of fish. I've spoken to friends, you know, as well as clients who say, oh, yeah, I go to the bakery and I don't know how to ask for the bun that I want. I let them pick, you know, and it's little things like that that help us bring our power back in the house. So I suggest that people start there. The other thing, so we've got to start small because our nervous systems are going to tell us to stop what we're doing and convince our brains to go back to safety. So it's really important that we start small so we don't go into kind of overwhelm and panic. The other thing that I suggest people do, this is one of the biggest mistakes that people make with boundaries, is they use you statements rather than I statements. So you, and we get into mind reading, right? You, you know, you're doing this or you're doing that or you said this or you said that. In the work that I teach, I encourage people to say, I felt or I want or I need or when you did X, Y, Z, I felt X, Y, Z. And what I would like from you is, you know, X, Y, Z. So it's bringing that focus back in house and using I statements is really important. So journaling, getting used to saying I, I want, I need, I would like. And then I statements, if you're having kind of some of those boundary conversations and the thing about boundary conversations is we make them so much bigger in our heads than they actually need to be. And I had a client say this to me recently. She said, I can't believe how easy it is because often it's really just about changing our own behavior. You know, it can be walking away from a conversation. It can be using simple phrases to stop a course of action that if something, if a conversation is going down a path, we don't want it to go down. Like there's really easy ways to do it. It doesn't have to be big and hard. Some conversations do, but we build up to that. Mostly it's really easy and simple. That's good. I love that giving yourself permission because mm. even when it comes down to that donut that you want, 
you almost feel like you're not, you don't have the right to ask for mm-hmm. the donut that you want. And yeah, you do. <laughs> that donut yeah. is available for you. That piece of fish is, you know, that you want is available for you. You just have to give yourself permission to ask for it. Yes. Yeah. I yes. love the I, the I talk as well. I, I call it mirror talk. Like I really, I ask, I tell people, you know, get in front of the mirror and talk to yourself. I this, I that. That way it keeps you focused on you and not the other person. And, uh, you know, I always say what you focus on is what will grow. So if you focus on the I, that's what's going to grow. If you keep your focus somewhere else, that's what's going to grow. So keep it on yourself. And that is what will grow. That's very, very good. I love that. Uh, So will you please tell the audience why boundaries are important? Just, I just want them to really think about it. Okay. So boundaries are so important. I can't, I can't emphasize it enough. They are critical critical to our well-being they're critical to the well-being of our relationships and they apply to all areas of life so we have physical intellectual emotional spiritual material boundaries sexual boundaries and they protect and preserve us that's what they're about and they, you know boundaries help us decide what we let in and what we keep out So they're really, really important. And a lot of people think that they're barriers in relationships and they're not. And a lot of people believe that, you know, love doesn't have boundaries. Love does have boundaries. Love and healthy relationships have lots of boundaries because without boundaries, there's enmeshment and we don't know where we end and another person begins. So they really help us determine who we are and what is for us and what is not for us. And um, I've lost my train of thought. I had an important point to make and it's gone. It'll come back to me. But yeah, they're really, really important in our relationships because this is where I was going. Without boundaries, we can be subjected to, which all of which I've experienced, burnout. We get stressed. We get anxious. We uh, can end up in abusive toxic relationships mm-hmm. uh, they affect weak boundaries affect our health um, you know it can lead to depression because we're, we're depressing who we are we're suppressing our authentic self so boundaries are so important to our well-being and our well-being in all areas of our lives totally agree totally totally agree um, so what are the costs to having weak boundaries the cost to weak boundaries, it's, it's very expensive. So really kind of just what I explored about, you know, exhaustion, our mental health, uh, our relationships, our financial well-being. Um, we lose track of our time, our energy, our resources, because our focus is out there. We're being pulled from outside rather than directed from inside. So it's it's really expensive to not kind of have healthy healthy boundaries and uh, and unpack well what are my boundaries you know what what matters to me and then using those using boundaries to help us decide well I'm going to say yes to that and I'm going to say no to that because it doesn't align with who I am and it doesn't align with what I want for my life and where I'm going in my life. So tell the audience if you don't mind some of the mistakes that people make when they're setting up their boundaries? 
So I think the the biggest mistake is, um, well, there's a few. So there's trying to do too much too quickly. And um, so putting the body into kind of this fight, flight, freeze response, which, you know, we know now that codependency is really a fawn response. It's a nervous system response to feeling unsafe. Mm -hmm. So putting themselves into an even more extreme nervous system response and not building up to it slowly and not building trust with yourself focusing on other people so focusing on how other people might receive our boundary rather than focusing on expressing our boundary because when we focus on how other people might receive our truth we suppress our truth yeah so yeah focusing outside rather than inside uh, the other thing is um, using you statements rather than I statements mm-hmm. and thinking that we then have to start going around saying, no, <laughs> I did this when I learned boundaries and I found my no. I was like a two-year-old that had found her no, no you know. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it was kind of fun. Uh, a friend of mine even bought me a T-shirt that just had the word no on it with a full stop. I was, that made me laugh. <laughs> That was pretty good. Um, yeah, so recognising, because sometimes people then go, well, now I've found my voice, and they go around kind of telling other people how to behave, but that's not what boundaries are about. They're yeah. about our own behaviour. They're not about other people. So that's another mistake that people make is, you know, you shouldn't say that, you shouldn't say that. And we're not all meant to be the same. You know, we're all unique expressions of life. So it's allowing other people to be who they are and allowing us to be who we are. So that's one of the other big mistakes. That is good stuff. So you are the founder, I brought this up early, of Mm -hmm. Better Boundaries. So since Mm. we're talking about boundaries, let people know about this program, please. Okay, so it's it's run as a 12-week program. It's eight lessons, 25 modules, and people have 12 weeks to complete it because life is busy, but they can complete it in eight if they want to. And we look at what boundaries are, what they're not, why boundaries are so important. We look at self-responsibility. We look at how to handle the hard feelings that, that come up when learning to set boundaries because we're behaving in a new way, so it's uncomfortable. We look at boundaries with ourselves, boundaries with others. We look at how we treat others as well and how a big part of codependency is control, how we think we're being nice, but we're actually really trying to control other people. And uh, we look at how to have boundary conversations and how to hold our boundaries. So one part of it is having the conversation and I give people scripts and ideas and people get to role play during the course Uh, But we also look at, so those boundary pushes, people that push back and how to handle those situations and how to hold firm in our boundaries. And we talk about consequences of people not respecting our boundaries and how to enforce those consequences. So we build up through the course uh, and then we kind of look at tying it all together for, for people and how they can then take that out into their life. But the idea is that they start practicing right the way through the course. I like that having a role play because mm. when you first, especially in the beginning, when you start to process everything and you start to talk to people, you're really, like you said, you're really nervous about what their response is going to be. And you're mm-hmm. not really sure how you're going to respond. 
right? Mm -hmm. I know there was a lot of times I would have things written down. This is what I'm going to say, or, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And then you have the conversation and all of it goes out of your head. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's really, really good. Yeah. So in the, you have a master class. That is the Better Boundaries, yes? Yeah, there's a 30-minute masterclass. That's a free masterclass that people can access either through Instagram or through my website. And that masterclass explores the three reasons why people struggle to own their truth and how they can start setting boundaries. Oh, that's good. I like that. And they'll also receive, is that where they receive the ebook? Yes, yes. How to be a boundaries badass and keep your friends. That is the best. How to be, how to how to be a boundaries badass and keep your friends. Because a lot of people feel as though when you set your boundaries, you're going to lose people, which you may yes. lose some people. But if they honor you, you can you can hold on to them. So I love that. I can't I, I can't wait to. I'm gonna sign up for it. I need that. Right. <laughs> right. I need it. And will you let people know what your website is, please? Yeah, I'm at clairenetley.com. So that's Claire with an I, uh, C-L-A-I-R-E. And then Netley is N-E-T-T-L-E-Y, clairenetley.com. Excellent. And then you have an Instagram. Will you let them know your social on that one? Yeah, so that's Claire underscore Netley. And I'm also on Facebook at Claire Netley Coach as well. Fantastic. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to cover. You know what? Just, yeah, go right ahead. I was going to say, I'm going to hand it over to you. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, I'm I'm looking for five women to join my Self-Centered Woman program. So it's the first time I'm running the course. So I'm doing it at a heavily discounted rate. And that's a 12-week course with a further 12 weeks of support. And people that join the South Center Women are gifted better boundaries. So they get a whole, they get about nine months worth of support and content. And in the South Center Women, so boundaries focuses, better boundaries focuses on boundaries. South Center Women really focuses on kind of the bigger picture in terms of healing and building the relationship with ourselves. So if people want to find out more about that, yeah, just, just get in touch with me via Instagram or um, through my website. And definitely we will put all of your information on the Facebook page as well, on the Codependent Me Facebook, the group. I want to make sure that, you know, all of those wonderful people have an opportunity, you know, to meet you and and work with you. I think that is wonderful. And again, you you do one-on-one coaching as well, correct? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So they can find out about about that that one. They can find out about that on clairenetley.com as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. The best thing to do for one-on-one is to email me, either email or DM me. Yeah. Okay. Do you have an email address? Can you let us know? Yeah. clairenetleyatme.com. At me.com. I love that. Again, self-centered. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Never heard that before. I love that. It's It's an apple. It's an apple thing. It's, is yeah. it? I want to yeah, look into a, that. It's an I apple want a email. Yeah, I want a tamla.shaw at me.com. Yeah. I'm looking for it. I'm going to look for it. <laughs> do it. Definitely well, do Claire, it. Claire, it has been an absolute pleasure 
having you on here and talking through codependency and boundaries and all of these wonderful programs that you have. But I want to ask, as I do all of my guests, mm-hmm. what is something that you'd like to leave the audience with? I would like to leave them with the belief that they matter, that their wants matter, their needs matter, that they matter. And their purpose, your purpose is to be the fullest, most authentic expression of who you are. And the world needs to have you in it fully. So yeah, you matter and embrace who you are and everything that you think and feel is valid. And that's the doorway into building a relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, you know, I normally say at the end, you matter and your story matter, but Claire just cleared it all up. (laughs) (laughs) We're on the same page, Tamala. We're on the same page. Absolutely. I love it. Ah, This has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. And I'd like to tell the audience, thank you so much. I do understand that you can choose any podcast out here. So I appreciate you choosing the Codependent Me podcast. And Claire, I appreciate you being with us today. Thanks, Tamala. I appreciate the work that you're putting out in the world. And thank you for having me as a guest. Thank you so much. All right, guys, you guys have a great day. Bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time. So thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me. And check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.